people think doubt is here. When you, if you ever experience the, the psychology of doubt, you don't feel it here. It's not like, oh, my head is hurting. You mm-hmm. feel it here in your chest, mm. that anxiety, right? You feel the butterflies. You feel, oh, my God, is Islam the truth? Oh, maybe I did the wrong thing. Maybe it's the wrong choice. Oh, look what he said. Oh, then you just click, 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 click. Your heart's <gasps> to the point where you become numb. And you're like, why the heck am I even a Muslim? Damn. I shouldn't be Muslim. I was questioning my faith, man. I was, I was thinking I should leave Islam. It was like a seed that was planted in my mind that grew very deep. And even if I refuted that seed, doubt was still there. Like, let's say I would answer it. I wouldn't, and that's why I find it's like, it's obsessive, you know, it's compulsive, it's intrusive. And I believe obviously shaitan, he'll push it. Because like, I've answered that doubt intellectually. And that's why this is not just an intellectual thing. People need to understand. It's not just an intellectual thing. And I just, and I couldn't get rid of the feeling. What if I'm wrong? What if Islam is wrong? What if I made the wrong choice? Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to The Realist Podcast in the dunya, The Four Muslims with Sheikh Gabriel. How you doing, bro? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa alaikum assalam Four Muslims, huh? Four Muslims, bro. Like the Avengers assembling, bro. SubhanAllah. <laughs> Before we go on, um, huge welcome, guys. Smash the like button right now. Subscribe, um, comment to help the algorithm. And inshallah, we'll go into Ustad Gabriel's story. Bismillah. All right, Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi You're in... Revert as well. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, I don't think we want to talk about the story of how I became Muslim, but... The context the, of the yeah, struggles, yeah. The struggle. Subhanallah. <clears throat> first year was... I had this convert zeal. I was very pumped up. There's a lot of, you know... There's a lot of... Yaqeen. Like, I really felt like, man, this is a, you know, I'm really... I know what I've done. Cool, what's right? what's convert zeal? Convert zeal is like, hmm. I think it's it's a psychological need to belong to something, to a group, and you get motivated by belonging to the group, being accepted, realizing that you've discovered something new. You're coming maybe from a position of doubt, weakness. Mm. And all of a sudden, you make a, you made a realization. That, wow, this is how life is, or this is the truth, the way you perceive it. And it gives you this this strength, this mental, physical, emotional strength. It's hard to explain; it's very abstract. But you just have this extra energy that pushes you to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. For example, for me, I was coming from a bit of a depressed background at that time when I was looking for a truth. Um, identity crisis, coming from Romania to Canada, different culture. Also at that time, I didn't convert from Christianity into Islam. I left Christianity. Mm-hmm. Were you agnostic? Yeah. So what happened is through just being exposed to different formation and talking to different people, I realized that Christianity was not the truth. So, But I didn't switch to Islam. I just knew that this is not the truth. That caused an identity crisis because I was like, you know, you're, for us anyway, Romanians, it's like that's your, that is your identity. Religion is your identity. Whether people practice or not, it's a different story. Like you are Christian. That's it, you know. Everything, your history, your ancestry, everything's tied mm. to that. But a lot of people are ignorant about what Christianity is. Mm-hmm. 
And back in the days, like when I grew up in the 80s, you didn't have access to the to internet, to, to information the way you do today. So you're pretty much like that's the only truth you know. And your existence is somehow tied to that. Your identity or even your confidence. So once I was exposed to more information, internet, had access to like libraries, I started talking to different people, just being exposed to different cultures, man. Like, I mean, we always thought that Islam is bad, Muslims are bad, and you meet Muslims, you're like, oh, they're not like that. Wait a second. So there's a contradiction there. You start wondering, like, so who's, who's right, who's wrong? So my people are saying Muslims are bad, but you're a nice Muslim. <laughs> so wait a second. Like, what's going on here? So there's that cognitive dissonance, mm -hmm. right? And that pushes you to, to ask more. So I asked those questions, realized Christianity was not the, the right thing, left it. But leaving that, Next question, like, so who the heck am I? <laughs> like, what am I? Right? I mean, I, you still, the way Allah created you is like, you need to have a way. You need people, yakin in something. Yeah, you have to. I mean, that's, that's, mm. that's part of our fitra. So people find a way in, I don't know, spirituality, Buddhism, Hinduism. You find all kinds of people going to, because it's, it's in your brain. You're wired that way, right? They call it the God spot, right? That's mm. one of the things that they've, there was an article that they discovered this part of the brain that gets, uh, when, when under a scan, it's, it's active when they experience uh, spiritual, um, you know, experiences. So human beings are, that's the fitra. I mean, they were wired to believe in a higher being. Now people mm. call it different things. People say spirit of the forest, ancestors, blah, 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 whatnot. But in the end, everyone has some form of belief. It's just the way we are wired. So with regards to the con convert, Zio, so when I converted, when people convert or when people like you have this strength where you feel like man i finally coming from that background where i don't know anymore i'm confused i'm in doubt coming into the light making a realization that whoa this is it you just i don't know you feel like it's hard to explain bro mm. no I, I get it bro it's like when you go to university for example right like let's say when we when we went to mcmaster university for undergrad like we have people coming from everywhere, bro. Just like reverts, right? right? We have people coming from Toronto, Mississauga, mm. Brampton, Windsor, Waterloo, mm. Sarnia, literally all over Ontario, and even internationally, bro. But during first week, first week of university, everyone was wearing the McMaster hoodies. Mm. Everyone was wearing the McMaster sweatshirts. Why? Yeah. It gives them a sense of belongingness. And right. we as human beings, we, we love that belongingness. That's then they would nice. speak in a specific way. They would chant the same cheers. You know, it's almost like there's an identity. There's a community there. So that's what you mean. Yeah, and it goes to an extent, subhanAllah, it goes to extremes to show the how, how deep this goes psychologically. So belonging to, for example, a football team, soccer, whatever. I mean, people are willing to kill for that. Yeah. Hmm. They kill each other. Or get tattoos or tattoos, branding. Right? Yeah. You brand yourself. A lot of people, I mean, sometimes you just want to show that, no, I'm here to stay. Hmm. I'm going to tattoo myself in this way because this is my way. Like loyalty, like, you know, loyalty, yeah. right? Even though it might not be there, but it's a, it's a, it's an act of, of it's devotion. A signal, right? It's a signal, yeah. right? So people do all kinds of things, and with time, though, it kind of settles Why? slowly. I think people realize um, they they have different challenges, and naturally, you 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 kind of settle in the in the 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 level that you should be in. And some people fall below that, right? But I, I would say that uh, if you are 
in the truth, then you will realize, okay, this is the level that I need to be at, the optimal level. Um, if you're not, people fall out. Like, okay, football teams, people fall out. Belonging to a certain club, people fall out. Um, people practicing certain ideologies or religions, they'll fall out. Like, if you actually look at it, how do they respect the tenets of that system or whatever? It's kind of like a pick and choose, you know? Mm. It's just enough for them to feel like, okay, I'm doing something. And most reverts actually go through this. They do. They do. I, I would say they do. And there's reasons for that. And we can talk about it a lot. So, yeah, even with Islam, like people will fall out of it mm. if they're not taken care of, if they don't themselves uh, take care of themselves in terms of knowledge, practice, and so on. So I would say first first five years are critical, right? People think first year, first few months, no, it's like first five years till you internalize, till it becomes your identity. And it's not like, okay, today my, it's become my identity. It's a process. So you're internalizing the identity. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, not, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not a Romanian Muslim. I'm just a Muslim, you know what I mean? It's nothing to do with my ethnicity. I'm, I'm Muslim. It doesn't matter what nationality mm -hmm. I It doesn't matter what food I eat or clothing I wear I mean obviously should be within the Sharia but it doesn't matter you know like I'm just I'm a Muslim I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Latino Muslim I'm a black Muslim I'm a whatever I am I'm a Muslim mm. it doesn't matter you know but it takes time and this happened to you yeah of course so first you felt that okay I found the truth you're going there you're doing you know waking up in the morning pushing shoving you're tough right Trying to do everything. Growing your beard, fudger. Right, you're, you're trying to do everything, yeah. right? And um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells in the Quran, um, I would say it's it's a test. Surah Al-Kabut. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alif Lamim, Hasib al-Nasu, an yutraku, an yakulu amanna, fahum la iftanun. People think they'll be left to believe that, or to say that we believe and they will not be Actually, iftanun is like they'll be put in a fitna, a test, a specific test, right? When we say fitna, right? People think fitna, we're talking about women or something like that. No, fitna is like, it's, it's, a, it's a specific trial that a person goes through. Um, and it's not enough to just say, yeah, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, I'm Muslim. Like Allah will test you. Are you it's not that Allah doesn't know whether you're sincere or not. It's Allah, as the Mufassirin say, um, for Allah to show whether you're a truth a truthful person or you're lying. People convert to Islam because they think it's cool. Mm. Right? It's, it's trending sometimes, right? Yeah, like you hear a lot it of Andrew trend. Tate saying this is haram, you know? Like, right. Well, what are you finished? Oh, that's not the one. <laughs> that's not the one either. How dare you? That's not the one either. This is haram! That's the one, bro. Yeah. Haram! Three for Sunnah, bro. I had to fail three times. This <laughs> but, but people will... I mean, I've had... Swala sisters, you know, who have oh the hijab is cool, you know, it's like mm. it's like a, a symbol of I don't know what empowerment, empowerment, yeah, modesty, you know what I mean? yeah. modesty, and so on, and or people just love Arabic and the Arabic culture, and then they convert. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But is it DJ Khaled and all this? Yeah, yeah, is it really Islam mm. that people, you know, take for example, Nation of Islam, the movement was a reactionary movement to. Racism, racism and slavery and yeah. white super, uh, supremacy and if you look at the theology of it, it was that it's the opposite you know black men are divine mm. they are god and white man is the devil mm -hmm. 
right? This is, you know, it taught black men to believe that they're not just superior or equal to white men, but that they are divine. And then it went to the next point that God is black mm. or a black man and so on. Obviously things there. It's not mm. even you feel uncomfortable just talk about, but it's a reality. But do you see, the, if you look at the Nation of Islam movement, look at the discipline and the zeal that they have. Oh, man. Right? Because it gave them a purpose mm-hmm. and it unified them. And that's kind of what happens with, with a lot of the converts. They come in, they have the zeal, they push, right? They're coming from a struggle and it gives them a purpose. So that purpose is very powerful. Now, you can maintain that purpose and nurture that purpose, sculpt that purpose by following the Sharia and specific things that we're going to talk about, inshallah, and how to deal with new Muslims and so on, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to go up naturally and then slowly you'll fall down, right? Because there's no way you can maintain the wind, bro. It's just mm-hmm. no way. It's, it's impossible, okay, if you're not going to do the things they have to do. And even if you do it, right, our belief as Ahlul Sunnah or Jamaah is that Iman goes up and down. This is known. It's mm-hmm. known. What is it dependent on? It depends on your actions, your sins, and so on. Right? You you commit sins, which everyone does. Everyone commits sins, bro. So you mm. might have go down. You do something good, you feel good, right? I'm sure that when we're together right now, we feel different when we're alone, man. Yeah. yeah about 100%. No one is gonna, you know, and that's why it's so important. And people say, No, I'd rather chill with you, brothers, than, than be alone. And that's no one in our deen, you know. It's like the Prophet said that the shaitan will come for the lone person, lone sheep. We know it's not. We're not making things up. So it kind of goes down, and um, some people are able to do the things that they need to do mm. in terms of knowledge, practice, or get support as well, which is a huge thing mm. to get support. And community, some people, yeah. yeah, community. And some people don't. Mm. So then they go down. Some people fall, leave, and so on. And not to mention, of course, in this very sensitive equation you have shaitan <laughs> okay who's very unhappy that you've left uh, whatever lifestyle you've had mm-hmm. and you've come to the truth from the jinn that we talked about in previous episode <laughs> the jinn plus from the human beings in the form of i don't know apus and david, david Wood, Wood, all and these Samson, yeah, and all these, guys. these are these are devils right these are devils because Allah says, from jinn and from human beings. Mm-hmm. And right? Like the waswasa, doubt. Where does doubt? Doubt. People think doubt is here. When you if you ever experience the the psychology of doubt, you don't feel it here. It's not like, oh my head is hurting. You feel it here. In your chest. Mm-hmm. That anxiety. Right? You feel the butterflies. Feel, oh my God, is Islam the truth? Oh, maybe I did the wrong thing. Maybe it's the wrong choice. Oh, look what he said. Oh, then you just click, 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 click. He hearts <gasps> to the point where you become numb. And you're like, why the heck am I even a Muslim? Damn. I shouldn't even be Muslim. Bro. Did like, you go through something similar? Yeah, bro. I was like literally, subhanAllah, bro. I mean, I was questioning my faith, man. I was, I was thinking I should leave Islam. Not me only, people that I've worked with. I mean, at that time, I was... Working with non with new Muslims, I just got pulled in. Like they said, "Oh, you're a new Muslim. You come. We we have uh, you know this group of new Muslims. You got to work with them." 
but they didn't understand the struggle. Was, I was experiencing the same thing, maybe worse than them. And I'm hearing them doubting <laughs> and talking about, I want to leave Islam or leaving Islam. I have friends who have left Islam. And then in my, inside of me, I'm also doubting and struggling, right? And it's like an OCD, like an obsessive compulsive, you know, disorder with intrusive thoughts. Like you cannot control your mind sometimes. You know, you've kind of, you've listened to the wrong thing or something has come, some waswas has come into your mind. You just can't get rid of it. And it just snowballs, 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 snowballs. And if you can't open about it to anyone, you can't ask anyone, you don't have any support, you don't have knowledge. And that's the reality. Most new Muslims don't have knowledge. It's normal, right? That's why Islam, I think a lot of people need to understand when we talk about Islam, I say this a lot when I deal with women's issues. Women will be like, uh, you know, well, in Islam, like we just get thrown to the side if we get divorced, <laughs> right? And I'm like, no, it's not like that. Because, see, Islam is supposed to be practiced within a, an Islamic framework. We're talking, whenever we're talking about Sharia in today's context, in Canada, UK, wherever we are, even in Muslim countries, we're talking about like Islam not in its home field, man. Yeah, in a non-Muslim context even. It's in yeah. a non-Muslim yeah. context. It's like, it's, like, it's like an operating system that's like, you know, it's like putting Mac on Windows. You know, on yeah, Windows it's not going to work well. It's like you can power it up, it might work here and there, but it's not It's not optimized. Mm. So a lot of the questions that people have in doubts are like, oh, uh, could we, as a Muslim woman, if I get divorced, I just get thrown in the street. What kind of Islam is this? You know, a lot of doubts come like that. Mm. You're like, no, sister, but I don't have a family. I don't have a father. I don't have anyone. Yeah, but in Islamic, you would have the Amir. You would have the whole community is responsible to take care of it, and they would, right? But you see, we don't have that because we're not in that paradigm, mm. right? So the same thing with new Muslims. Within the Islamic paradigm, they'll be protected from these doubts. That's why the, the Sharia is so strict on some of these apostate behaviors or what they do, Right? It's not that, okay, people just leave Islam. No, the hadith says, and they go against the community. Mm. Right? And even in the Quran, Allah writes, they believe, then they disbelieve, yes. then they believe again, then they disbelieve right. again, and then they go deeper into their disbelief. Yes. So it's such a, it's such a, it's psychologically it's nuanced, so yeah. taxing. Mm. It can cause so much mental health issues. So Islam protects you, especially the new Muslims. So what did you do? Them. What did you do when you... Bro, subhanAllah, I mean, to be honest, it was just the blessing of Allah. Like, I talked to one of my friends, uh, he's an Italian brother. It's an interesting story, you know, what happened to him. Because he left Islam like two or three times, <laughs> subhanAllah. And he came back. Yeah, but oh, that's what we always say. We're like, man, we only, it's only Allah that kept us in, man. Like, I can't see anything that I've done. I mean, we can talk about certain things, but even then, it's like, when Allah says, you know, uh, <laughs> like Allah guides whom he was. Indeed, he guides whom he was, like, period. <laughs> you know what I mean? People say, oh, Allah guides whom he was. Who deserves, yeah, who deserves? Allah knows best, you know. But really, it's like Allah guides whom he wills. I don't know why and how. Of course, we don't know what Allah mm. uh, wants. But right. really, if I look back at it, if he looks, I mean, this guy like left Islam, bro. He became like Shia. He became like, I don't know why. He became Christian again. Like he went, man, oh God. You know, I mean, the, so the I know days we, that we used Allah to guides who he wills, but what did you and this brother specifically like? What are some things you did too? Because we still want to give some practical stuff. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I would say, like, if I were to, let's just rewind, entering Islam, getting over the, uh, that convert seal. Like, I remember, man, I was like, I was flying, you know. Oh, I felt so good. <laughs> I was like, man, this is it, you know. Motivated, bro. Oh, 
sleep like three, four hours, wake up, pray, fast, push. You feel just the brotherhood. You feel new, you know. Even though it was, it was difficult to explain to friends and family and so on, it was a lot of shame, you know. It was, it was, I, I felt embarrassed, to be honest, but when I became Muslim, I was embarrassed. You know, like girls would see me. <laughs> They'd try to hug me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, it was weird, man. Like, oh God, it was just it was so, I felt ashamed. I would hide my books under my pillow. You know, I wouldn't tell my brother, man, or like, you know, my mom at the beginning, you know, she didn't know. And even like if they would catch me, I could say I'm just reading something, but I, I felt embarrassed. I don't know why. It's tough to, to explain. Mm. At uni, you know, like you, 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 you saw those memes, bro, where it's like the the revert's mom is knocking on his door. Yeah, it's like yo, he's like praying. He's like yo, what are you doing? He's like drugs. Because drugs. <laughs> God forbid, you know, prayers worse than drugs. I don't know if anything would. Ha- it was not with them, bro. It was mm. with me. Internal, internal, and but I felt good when I was around the brothers. I felt motivated, and indeed, after some time, that shame disappeared to the point. So I went to the next level. Where I was like fighting with people, debating. Like I just wanted to fight with everyone. You're wrong. You know, you're wrong. You're wrong. Let's go to church and talk to people. Let's go to, you know, we would wait outside for like, well, you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> we would go like outside the bar and wait like to see if Muslims are going inside. And we're like, no, yo, come here. It's haram, bro. You know, like that. Yeah. Kind of stuff, bro. <laughs> like we're so like pumped up, right? And one day, one day, someone I'm trying to understand exactly what happened but it was just a doubt that came into my mind from one of these these idiots right on youtube or yeah i mean i think it was on youtube or it was through one of the meetings and it it was like a seed that was planted in my mind that grew very deep and even if i refuted that seed, doubt was still there. Like, let's say I would answer it. I wouldn't, and that's why I find it's like, it's obsessive. You know, it's compulsive. It's intrusive. And I believe, obviously, shaitan, he'll push it. Because, like, I've answered that doubt intellectually. And that's why this is not just an intellectual thing. People need to understand. It's not just an intellectual thing. And I just, and I couldn't get rid of the feeling. What if I'm wrong? What if Islam is wrong? What if I made the wrong choice? What if, what if, what if all these ifs, right? Shaitan just putting that in there. Um, and I couldn't get rid of it. And around me, people are leaving Islam. People are having doubts. Um, these guys at that time, it was very aggressive. And that's when I started my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel was started in response to my doubts. Like I wanted to literally research and refute myself. Like a lot of the work that I'd done was to work on myself, actually. Mm. you know what I mean and then Iqra started like we wrote like hundreds of articles like researched articles right um, we spent a lot of time on that but a lot of it was like my doubts and our doubts as you know like me and another brother and and so you know you would go from one thing answer it another thing answer it another another and still it's like okay you've answered a hundred still you're not able to Say, look, man, it's, that's it. You know, like, mm. come on, like, how many things you're going to answer? If this is the truth. Because, shubahat, doubts are very, very dangerous. And so the scholars say that what's more, what's worse? Is it uh, the shahawat or the shubahat? 
like is a, a, a desire or, or doubt. doubt. They say mm. the doubt because doubt leads to kufr. Mm. You know, it can really. And subhanAllah, some of the thoughts that you get in your mind are indeed like, can be kufr, you know? I remember subhanAllah, yani, sitting in bed, laying down in bed at night, and so weird, man. This, you know, it's just my mind's working. Like literally, I can't stop it. What if it's not true? What if this? What if that? What if? And all of a sudden, like literally, lightning hit next to my window, bro. Like it was such a, like I felt the energy. The, it was like, you know, when lightning strikes, it's like energy in the air. Bro, I thought like it hit me, you know. I got so scared. <laughs> that was the first time my doubts disappeared for like five minutes. <laughs> so I was like, man, like God's going to hit me hard, you know. But I, I needed to get rid of that. And I didn't know how to. Like, there's no one who's going to tell me, okay, do this, do that. People come and be like, no, brother, you just have to believe. I mean, this is the same thing that priests used to tell me when I questioned Christianity. And then, you know, I went to Catholic uh, high school. Uh, I was not a dumb Christian. Like, I knew, I know the Bible till today. Mm-hmm. I, knew, I, I knew the Bible back then. And they would say, no, you have to believe or don't question. I get the same, like, I, I would go to, like, some imams and be like, no, you cannot question. You have to believe. And I'm like, I need to understand. So you don't, you're not told. Plus, you kind of left your family, right? They're like, they already found out. They're kind of disappointed. And then the new communities, so-so, right? Some of are good people, but at the same time, you cannot connect to them. Different culture, right? Kind of surrounded by a specific culture. And you're almost forced to convert to their culture and they're so confused so it was it was tough no one told me okay do this and lo and behold the guy who's got all the doubts is the you know the the social worker for you know the the islamic association dealing with new muslims you know <laughs> helping oh others God. with doubts right <laughs> so it's like wait a second what are you doing but in that war in that struggle you know you i found purpose because wow. none of this work that i've done would have been done had it not Started with those doubts. You know. And you know, actually, I wanted to ask about the hadith of the Prophet. Maybe, so, this, so. Is, maybe this is the answer. Um, when the, um, the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, they approach him, they say, you know, we're experiencing these huge doubts that if we believe them, they'd actually lead us to kufr. Yeah. And the Prophet, he said that this is actually this really is good sign news. Of iman. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a difference between, I think, questioning something or, and asking a question. Mm. Um, like, even you see, like Ibrahim, salam, right? He's asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, how do you give life? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afala tu'min. Do you not believe? Right? Like Allah is asking, do you not believe? It's like, no, I, I do, but just I want my heart to find tranquility. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. So I, I know some people will like, like you'll find, read some fatawas, that if you have one doubt, you left Islam. Like no, literally, it's like, you know, it, they're out there. Mm. And some of these popular towers or websites like some of these brothers have gone on there and they say they've let, literally kicked no, no. themselves out of Islam we won't name which websites but you guys might know which ones we're talking about they're a little too black and white sometimes look it's not about that like you just have to understand that just because someone gives you a photo doesn't mean necessarily correct it's, it's correct yeah. exactly yeah like we respect the scholars of course but of course I yeah. take from these websites you know of I'm course. now gonna say Me too. but it's people need to understand like there's evidence we go based on evidence not good to just claim that we go you know okay we follow the lead but then you don't follow the lead when mm-hmm. it doesn't suit your 
direction. Right. Yeah. There's no context there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like Musa is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, show me yourself. Same thing. Allah says, don't you? Like, what do you mean? You cannot see me. Don't you believe? Like, what's wrong? So you'll find that um, prophets have sought uh, yaqeen, mm-hmm. right? To, to have certainty because they want Allah. When the angels asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not that they question Allah. Like, are you going to put this person on, on earth who's going to spill blood and cause corruption? I know what you don't know. Right? He didn't say, how do you dare you question me? Right? He said, I don't. Then, after he taught Adam, then he called the angels and he showed them. Right? What's the benefit of this human being? Yes, he will spill blood. Yes, he will cause corruption. But there's so much greater good that's going to come out. Uh, but the angels are learning. The angels were taught. So um, it's not doubt, but doubt will be there. It's not about, it's, it's about overcoming the doubt. And how do you overcome the doubt? It's through knowledge. Knowledge is, is the, the ilaj, the, the healing or the, you know, the medicine for, for these doubts. And knowing where to take knowledge from, not knowing just anywhere. Turn, yeah, and, and also I think is in the end, yeah, is your, like, do you want it? Do you want Allah? I don't think, like, if someone really wants Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they want the truth, then they will be guided. I, I believe this 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. It's not, you don't want to be guided to what you think is correct. That's the problem in today's world. That's why Islam is called submission. Mm-hmm. You submit. And the best example again is like Ibrahim al right? Imagine, bro. <clears throat> he he's old. He's been wanting a son. Like, you know, like every man wants to have a son, bro. It's like or a child, right? You love it. It's like a little representation of you, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a mini me. Yes. And also your hopes that whatever failure you've experienced in life that they won't or they, they'll succeed at the things you failed, mm-hmm. right? So much love yeah. there. Yeah. And Allah tells him, slaughter your son. No? I know people read the ayah, you know, we read, we don't think sometimes, we don't ponder. Um, they think it's a story. No, it's like Allah in his dream, and we know that the dreams of prophets are revelation, mm-hmm. tells him, okay, you have to slaughter. So, so Ibrahim tells his son, what do you think? <laughs> so his son, his son says, "Do as you are ordered." He didn't say, "Oh, it's a, it's just a dream." He says, "Do as you are ordered," because he himself is a prophet, the son of a prophet. He knows that this is revelation. You will find me, let tajiduni, inshallah. He find me. He said that. Yes, you're from the patient ones, right? How old was he's he? basically saying, um, "Young." He was young. Allah. Probably teen. The or level so. of iman, bro. Yeah, so sure. it's like. Slaughter me. I was not like putting me on the wall or give me an injection or something. <laughs> it's like I'm talking about take the knife and ch- cut my throat. Yes, Allah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. A lot of people might be disturbed. They're like, oh, why would God want you to do something so? Of course. But see, that's the problem. Because again, mm-hmm. it's like I think, I believe this doesn't match what I believe. Yeah, yeah. And and actually, it's a very beautiful segue into something. Um, it's so important that I learned this, alhamdulillah. It really shaped my understanding of Islam. And you mentioned before the Christians, they say, don't ask, just believe, don't question, blah, blah, blah. 
in Islam, you know, they translate iman as faith, kind of like how the Christians understand faith. But iman is not just faith, mm-hmm. right? Iman actually linguistically means, and this is so beautiful, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. Iman linguistically means the acceptance of a fact. Mm-hmm. And this ties into this conversation in two ways. One, it ties in, in the way that we just spoke about it, that it, you have to accept the facts that even you don't want to accept. You know, you have to accept the fact that you don't know. You have to accept the fact that morally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, what, gives us what's objective. And what you heard growing up and what you believe personally and what you think personally, in the grand scheme of things, objectively, doesn't actually matter. And that's a hard thing to accept. But once you have iman in that and you accept it, you can fully submit to Allah in that way, subhanAllah. And the other way it ties in when it comes to iman is linguistically, if you think about it, it means acceptance of a fact, meaning that the more you accept, the more you learn, the more you accept, the more iman you will have over time. So knowledge of Islam, knowledge of who Allah is, subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have more to believe in about Allah, you have more to understand about Allah from what he revealed to us, the more iman you will actually have. No, no. So it's, um, like people need to understand that how deep this goes. And what kind of influence it has on a person who goes through this, you know? And sometimes the even born Muslims will go through a period of doubts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, Rami. Yeah, one hundred percent. We don't have to air our sins, but bro, this is not a linear A to Z ride yeah. whatsoever, bro. It never is. Yeah. It never is. Yeah. It still isn't sometimes, yeah. but yeah. But still, I think one, 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 one difference that you guys have uh, above Angel and I is that like. Your identity is somehow tied to your faith. Yeah, that is right? very true. We and don't peop- have that. And, and we don't. We, don't, we forget identity that the reverts don't have that. Yeah, and identity is tied to something else. So we were in the back of our mind is like I think you guys have an extra layer of protection. Yeah. As for us, you know, it's like man, you know, everything is there. Everything we've known is there, right? Like even salamu alaikum, like that's something new to us. Do you even if you leave, It's like part of your language and your culture. You know what I mean? It's just part of there. You know, just an example, right? We, that's we had to learn everything. It was nothing really that that was connected to you know to our identity from the mm-hmm. deen. So I think it's 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 a bit more difficult. So with with new Muslims, there there has to be a specific approach, and I I believe we don't have it. I, I don't see it anywhere in the world right now. There's some effort, it's better than before 100%. But um, with the amount of converts that we have, or reverts, right, that definitely the, the Muslim have not, has have not done justice to the new Muslims. Now, here, we have to be careful, though, because sometimes the new Muslims think that, okay, because we're new Muslims now, the community owes us something. That's not the right way to think about it. Um, because you also have, as Allah says, Allah will test you to see whether you're truthful or not. Yeah. You got to put in your work, no doubt. Right? But the community has a responsibility. It's a fard kifaya anyway. It's at least some part of the community yeah. should take care of it. And I don't think we're doing that well. Some good projects are out there. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I think, you know, Ayra is doing some good work with regards to taking care of new Muslims. And mm. I've seen a very good system in... Uh, in uh, in the Khalij with the Filipino community. Oh, They're doing very good, right? Very, very united. But I think if you look around in the world, like West, like North America, Canada, definitely, I don't know. We're right? failing, bro. Not so well, not so well, right? So 
And, and one of the main com uh, components of, of the system is not only knowledge, but uh, the social aspect. You know, I think this is where we fail a lot. Like in terms of knowledge, I think the, the commerce themselves have to take responsibility. Plus, there's so many avenues right now to learn Islam, man. It's just everywhere, right? Books, courses, online, free, this, that. It's real a lot. But the social aspect, having that brotherhood, that sisterhood, is sometimes as important as, as seeking the knowledge. Why so? Because as human beings, we need to belong, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And you've made such a change, an adjustment, where you left that community that was um, a source of support, emotional support, and now you have what? What do you have, right? Um, if you don't have anyone, you're going to feel that emptiness. You want to fill it with something. And if you don't, that's why many people go back to where they came from, not because they had an intellectual doubt, it's because they didn't have support. They will use an intellectual doubt as an excuse, of course. Yes. They will, no doubt. Can you elaborate on that? Well, for example, I had a friend of mine who, subhanAllah, I mean, bro, used to have such deep discussions. This guy was like first row in Fajr, bro, in winter. Like he would bike in the winter. Like if I get to Fajr, he's already there, bro, making sticker, reading Quran. And like, you feel like, man, I'm so horrible. <laughs> like this, you know, he's, he makes you feel bad like a Muslim, bro. Like he's so much better than you, right? We used to have these deep discussions. He used to say, he said, bro, if I ever leave Islam or something, even just know that it's a lie. Like you're so convinced, you know, you're so passionate. Go down, I'll go to church. But he was coming from a Catholic background. And subhanAllah, it was, um, he liked this, uh, this uh, Mexican girl. You know, uh, she was also a convert. And she rejected him. And I remember, subhanAllah, like we tried to approach her for marriage for him, you know. Like he had the need to be in love. Like he felt, you know, you need to, human beings have that, man. We need that. And when she rejected him, I, well, I've said, I sensed a change in his heart. Something happened. And that, I think, um, made him weak. Mm -hmm. And his brother just threw some curveball at him one day with a question about cutting the hand, right, the head of it which he knew the answer to and, you know, we discussed these things and he would debate people on it. But that time, because he was so weak, he had that weakness in him, that sadness that he said, doubt entered into me and he just left after some a few months. He left Islam and I debated him, discussed him, explained to him. And I said, bro, remember what you told me that day? And he was trying, no, it's not like that and blah, blah, blah. So... It's, yeah, so they'll find an excuse, no doubt, but based on my experience, I've worked with a lot of new Muslims, bro. A lot for the past almost 20 years. It's a lot of the problems, the reasons are social. They don't have enough support. And it's, it's like, sorry, how to, how to explain it. The social connection support would allow you to, would give you the ability to be more focused on your studies. It's not like this or that. It's like, okay, mm. it's the environment. It's a nurturing. It's a nurturing, yeah. but it's the environment. It's, it's the, so it's like, imagine you're going to school, walking to school, but your shoes are tight, mm. right? And they give you blisters, right? 
okay, you're going to school, but the whole experience is kind of messed up. <laughs> or you're sitting on a chair in class and you're trying to learn, but the chair is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It ruins everything, bro. It ru- right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're studying, you're learning, but there's something irritating. It's not working well. There's no flow. I think this, like having uh, social support, friendship, love, care, people you can turn to, you can talk to if you have something, right? That's like, you know, that comfortable chair that allows you now to sit and be focused and now absorb the knowledge and grow. Right? Because people say, but look, you're learning. But look, let's learn. But you're like, yeah, but you're not comfortable, man. Like imagine we sit in this podcast right now and we're all like, I don't know, hungry or something, right? We're not going to. Me and Arnold are fasting for Dolidja, guys. Okay, sorry, man. Bro, I literally looked down, I was like, 10 minutes late. <laughs> sorry, that was a bad example. You know what I mean, right? You're just not able to, to do it properly, man. Mm. So people are saying, yeah, look at the books, but the knowledge. Yeah, of course, there is, man. Why did the process make hijrah? To facilitate a better social environment for mm. the Sahaba so they can grow in their faith. If not, they would have said, no, man, let's stay in Mecca and fight. And this is, you know, makes us rough and tough. Man, the Prophet made hijrah. So the environment will be more conducive to seek knowledge, to grow, to, you know, people getting married, having families. So the community can grow properly. If not, they would have just stayed in Mecca, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's so important. People don't do that. You know, you got people, no, man, it's just this. You got to be strong. No, you don't understand the fitrah. I think that's a huge component that a lot of people mm-hmm. I, we haven't been able to figure. Out. I I don't I don't see it anyway. Yeah. I agree, man. Because when I was you know when I first became Muslim and I was in uh, Orlando, Florida, um, I was by myself for the most part. I had these beautiful brothers, you know, like on on but it was virtual. Yeah. But it was virtual. It's not real. It's not like how we are right now, face to face. It's different, right? So when I was there during this time. Um, yeah, I was growing, but it was very slow progress. But then when I went to North Carolina to stay with my dad for a little bit, um, I remember one of the brothers, he had mentioned, he's like, oh, like you should go to the masjid. And I had never been to the masjid at the time. Or I think I had gone once for Juma, and I was like, there was no talking because we had the mass and everything, you know what I'm saying? So I went to the masjid, and then I ended up you know, becoming friends with like six, seven, maybe eight of the brothers there. And just that community aspect. The progress that I made during that time, and then when I went to Thailand and I was around like another Muslim brother pretty much all the time, like that's where the progress came. That's where the change came. That's where like the uh, the true cementing of me being a Muslim came. Oh no! Yeah. Can you can you go into that a little more? The cementing of you being Muslim. Yeah. So when I was in North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, as you know, as I was starting to become friends with these brothers. Um, I was still, you know, very new as a Muslim. And I remember one of the brothers in the masjid. So this wasn't part of the group of friends. It was just another brother, older brother. Um, you know, may Allah bless him. Amen. Probably had the best of intention. Amen. Uh, Rami knows this story very well. Yes. But um, this brother was Salafi. And when he was coming to me, he he was saying a lot of stuff. And, like, I, I was hearing him out because like, he was saying a lot of good stuff. But at the time, I remember I was reading a lot of uh, Imam Al-Ghazali's work, mm-hmm. you know? And that was, like, for me, that was just kind of, like, opening my mind and, and making me feel, like, more of a Muslim, like, wanting to do more as a Muslim, right? So it was, like, facilitating that for me. Mm-hmm. And when I had mentioned him this, he 
he was basically trying to like throw everything of Iman Agazay like under the bus, like saying that it wasn't worth it or anything mm-hmm. like that. That like it right. used to say like him saying that like that was not very wise. Yeah, it, it okay. just kind of it started putting me off, mm-hmm. and then like the more he started going off, like saying more things, like it started making more doubts creep up. And again, like this probably wasn't his intention. Mm-hmm. So this is why I say like may Allah bless him because he he probably yeah. did not intend for this yeah, at yeah. all. But the more doubt started creeping in, and like there, there was even the thought that came into my head, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even going through this? Like, look, like the thing that was bringing you closer to Islam, closer to Allah, is now like this this brother over here. He's like refuting it, like smashed it, just throwing it all away. So it's like, uh, should you even be a Muslim? Mm-hmm. Should you even do this? And like, I remember, I like, I took a whole day by myself, thinking that I could do it by myself, like get past it, like mentally. And like mentally, I just kept going deeper and deeper into this like pit. And I reached out to Rami and I was like, bro, like this is what I'm going through. This is what I feel. And I'm having a real tough time right now. And, and if it wasn't for Rami, like I probably would have, I don't know, Allah knows best, right? Allah, Allah. Allah bless you, bro. But a lot of people will not reach out. That's the thing. A lot of people yeah. suffer in silence. Yeah. And the doubts become bigger and bigger. Alhamdulillah, they reached yeah, out. Alhamdulillah. Right? That's why we encourage people. If you have a doubt, don't let it grow. Talk. Mm, yeah. People of knowledge, right? Yeah, of course. Talk, talk to people, talk to people. Just or even just talking to someone, just being able to exactly. one of the like in counseling this rule, like just opening up about something's like fifty percent of the problems are gone. Just talk. Right? And but a lot of people don't feel because you felt that you could talk to him. You knew that you can approach him. Oh, That's the thing. Habibi. Habibi. <laughs> a lot of people... <laughs> a lot of people don't feel comfortable to talk to certain community leaders or different figures. And... That's part of the problem, that we need to train people who understand that you Muslims are not like a person who's been in, born into deen, yeah, who's had Muslim bro. family, Muslim culture... You know, a Muslim identity. And then they say, oh, I don't understand what's wrong with these new Muslims. Why don't they respect, you know, the masjid or something? The guy doesn't know, man. Oh, you're coming with your tattoos and all that in here. Don't respect the masjid. Bro, don't know anything. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Oh, you know, he's coming in shorts and whatnot. Or, you know, you need to chill out, right? But how do you chill out? If you don't talk about these things in the khutbahs, you don't train people, you don't invest in these kind of projects, you know, enough uh, chandeliers, enough carpets, man, enough dec- decorating the masjid. We need mm-hmm. to invest in people. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to build people. And part of building people, being here in, in, in a non-Muslim country, people are going to come to the deen, man. You know, it's not you. Like, man, people don't even do dawah. In one of our communities, it's like dawah has disappeared. There's no People are still coming to Islam, man. You know, people are still entering Islam. You're not even going outside of the masjid. People are coming to you. <laughs> what are you doing? You got to invest. Enough, uh, I don't know what, let's change this and let's change that and let's repaint. TVs and Too all much. this. Uh, let's work on people. Yeah, keep it clean. Mm. Keep it simple. No good, but let's work on people. Let's build systems, train, educate. That's what we need. Ah, so I got I got two questions for you. Number one, you mentioned that okay, nourishing your intellectual doubts at like a cerebral level, it didn't extinguish these little seeds that have already been planted. Mm. 
So my first question would be, how do people, any any new Muslims or anyone, let's say they just, just reverted, you know, and they intellectually get all the answers, but that seed is still there. What is what is your antidote to that? Is it time? Is it dua? Like, you know, because clearly just saying, bro, just accept it, that's not going to work. So you had something to say before. How do you know that? Because I actually I, did. I thought you were going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Body language was indicating. The psychologist for you guys, mashallah. Mashallah. Um, subhanallah. It kind of slipped my mind now, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, I remember. Jazakallah <laughs> khair. Bismillah. Uh, so, uh, so it, it, this is really eye-opening for me. What you said, subhanallah, because it, and this is something I think I, I have the mistake of uh, making a lot. Uh, I think people are so focused on, on getting shahadas from people, they're not mm-hmm. focused on keeping them. And I think it's something that we can all kind of change in our mindsets, especially myself and all the du'at out there, is that getting the shahada is not really the hard part. It's mm-hmm. keeping them. Mm-hmm. And they should really focus on keeping them mm-hmm. Muslim. Because the majority, unfortunately, the statistics I've seen, majority right. of people who accept Islam actually end up leaving yes, it. That's 50%. our fault. Mm-hmm. Over 50%. That, yeah, that's our fault. The four, the four of us sitting here and everyone watching, that's our fault. We need to facilitate that. And I just want to make it very clear to, to everyone that's at home, uh, you're a part of it. It's not just, oh, you know, it's, it's our responsibility because we're up here on a podcast. It's your responsibility as well for because you're watching. It's your responsibility as well because you know, because you're a Muslim who's visibly Muslim who could go to a river yeah. and make their life easier. People love to see the YouTube shahadas and, oh, yeah, Islam is the fastest growing religion. But what are you doing now? Yeah. And people say, oh, I don't know how to give da. Who said you have to give da? Yeah. Or like you have to know how to give da. Like support uh, the efforts, uh, support the projects. You can do it with your time, money, whatever resources you have. You don't have to be a public speaker or, I don't know, High Park, yeah. you know, die or something like that. Right? You just have to feel the responsibility. Yeah. And uh, contribute, you know. Mm-hmm. Even the even the connection, like uh, Anhel told the beautiful story. May Allah bless you, bro. May Allah mm-hmm. increase you. Um, mm-hmm. But it was fire that connected us. Mm-hmm. Even that, even being mm-hmm. a Muslim who can connect a revert to someone that's with it. knowledge or someone who can help them. That's what you need sometimes, man. Just connect someone, and we could all do our part. Everyone's yeah. got their part. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. got their part. But uh, education, support, um, just being able to talk. Being able to to grow in a community, um, to understand, to train, mm-hmm. you know, speak about these things in the khutbas, raise awareness and so on and so forth is something very, very important that we don't do. We can do much better, inshallah. Um, everyone who's seeing this can support somehow the da'wah. And um, new Muslims are going to keep coming, man. Mm-hmm. you know. They enter in Islam in groups. But that's the important point is like how many stay? Mm. How many can we keep? It's not up to us, man. Allah guides whom he wills. Mm. But what have we done? Yeah. We got to wrap up soon because we got to have thought. But to touch on that point, bro, my first question, what do you say to these people, bro? How did you personally get over that where it's like you intellectually had all the answers, but it's just like you couldn't extinguish that doubt? It's, it was so tough. Like I was in depression, man. I was depressed. Like that was my second depression in my life. And it was so hard because coming from a previous depression, identity crisis, coming into Islam, discovering, feeling all power. Yeah, man. The whole conversation. And then that those doubts started creeping in and the depression came back. And it's kind of like, okay, I'm, before everything I knew was wrong, identity crisis then I find Islam I think okay I found the truth forget about Romania forget about <laughs> ethnicity it's the truth so forget about that you know like alhamdulillah I'm, I love them I'm Romanian no problem no issues <laughs> but 
now you've put that aside and the most important thing in your life is the truth. Now even that, it might not be right. Like, who the heck are you? Like, what's, what is real in this world? What is the truth, right? Bro, it was such a deep pit that I went into. It was crazy. And no, I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable to speak to anyone. Like, I tried to approach certain people, but the way they reacted, and I knew I need to test the waters first. I wasn't comfortable just open up like, yeah, I have a problem doubting Islam. <laughs> I just I just opened up a little bit and then the reaction was like, no, it's not working. So I had to suffer literally like about five years, bro. Wow. Five years, wow. day in and day out, crying sometimes, just like not telling anyone that I'm dying, you know, right? spiritually. And you're looking, you're researching, and you're, okay, okay, this matter, done, check, right? Okay, why is it not disappearing? Okay, now next, that, done. You know, you're watching more videos, you're going here. I was debating some of these guys, man. You look at me, you're like, no, there's nothing. This guy's smashing them, mm. right? But inside, it was like, Phew. so intellectually, yes. One, two, three, pack. But inside, it's like, stab, stab, stab. So do you, do you feel that the way they responded and the, 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 you know, the way they responded so poorly made it worse for you? Uh, which, who, the, the Muslims? Yeah, of like course. You, won, you didn't get Yeah, the that's the funny thing is that some of the questions that I've tried to bring, yeah. they didn't even know about them. And they were from Islam itself. Yeah. So that brought more doubts. Like, what do you mean? A sheikh doesn't know about this? And I was like, Ugh. right? So that just kind of confirmed the doubts. But I know it was, Allah kept me. Like, I knew that, okay, God exists, spirit, you know? The question was, is Islam the, the truth or not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is Islam the truth or not? And um, I think, yeah, about five years of yeah intellectual struggle, um, spiritual struggle. But to be honest, I think in the end, it was the, you know, it was the intellectual part. I mean, it just went to a point where, like, I don't think there was any question that I didn't cover, man. So I, stay, I, I kind of talked to myself, I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, how many more questions do you want to answer till you know that this is the truth? And there was this epiphany. Mm-hmm. And, and bro, you know what that reminds me of? It's um, the one verse where Allah says that we'll show them the signs yes, exactly. outside of them and yes, within, themselves within themselves until they yeah, see that this the truth. is the truth. And, and I remember... Um, Obviously, you have the, like your spiritual encounters as well. Now, those are subjective, right? But yeah, like it'll be like something like, like a doubt or a question. And sometimes you open the Quran, mm-hmm. and there's a verse that, like, you know, it's just literally like tears mm-hmm. down, bro. It's just like, it's like Allah's talking to you, you know, like straight up. And it happens so many times, it's not just a coincidence, you know. So I feel, I feel of course, Allah will, inter- will interfere and will help you, but I think He wants to. remove any kind of kibber from you, any kind of arrogance, just literally humble you to the point where, like, I can't do anything else. Like, I've, intellectually, I've done everything. If you really want to battle. Really, you know, yeah. I've done everything. I've answered everything. I can't. Like, I need, I really need guidance. Hmm. And that's why, bro, there's many people intellectually, they know Islam. Is, they don't believe, like, John Esposito, for example, right? He knows more Islam than all of us. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But he's, 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 a, he's not a Muslim. Mm. It's not. It's not enough to to have that. And there's so many Orientalists who know Islam literally more better than all of us. Mm. They're not believers. They don't believe. And I remember reading one of these uh, 
Hadith Orientalist. And he's like saying, I was in Egypt somewhere listening at Ramadan to the recitation of the Tarawih. And he understands Arabic. Like these guys would speak Arabic. You're talking about when you deal with Orientalists, bro, it's a different ballgame. Uh, Montgomery Watt, you know, Sir William Muir, all of them. And like he's saying that I'm sitting on the balcony listening to the recitation of the Sheikh and he's understanding. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's like, he's talking to himself, like he himself is doubting. <laughs> whether he's on the right path mm. or not. You know, like they said, the Qur'an is just pulling me. You know, it's just... But in his mind, he's just... Mm. He, be, he knows, he, he, can, he can understand. Imagine, bro, being able to understand what the Imam is reciting. And he's not a Muslim. Right? And See, uh, the, No, go on, bro. But where's the guidance? Mm. And he's, he feels it. He's inclined towards it. But there's an arrogance that's stopping him because he's on a mission to show that Islam is wrong. How many people have started that way, ended up being very good Muslims? Mm-hmm. Um, however, not everyone, right? Again, can you say what's the ingredient? I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's how'd you, sincere. How do you strip that arrogance and get the sincerity? <sighs> I think you just, like one thing that I can say that I've done, and again, it's by the blessing of Allah, I didn't give up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give up so many times, bro. I could have given up. I could have just moved somewhere. No one knows me. I mean, life was, as a non-Muslim, I was bawling, man. <laughs> I was really you know, having a good time, you know. Literally, bro, life was good. But I loved God, man. I really, even as a non-Muslim, bro, I always loved God, man. I was like, I, I needed to. And I knew in Islam, I was like, I know God exists. I love God. And I know there's only one way. There's just no, it doesn't make sense, man, that God would just, confuse you and stuff like that the problem is with most all these guys shamoons and woods and all these videos that they keep pumping every you know two minutes or whatever they do with all their you know with all their support and whatever in the end bro islam is submission right all these guys do what they do because they believe they are right it's not that they believe that Islam is wrong. It's they believe that they are right. And that's the wrong mindset with a lot of Muslims too. They, they think that the truth has to be something that they agree with. Whoa, whoa. Say that one more time, yeah. bro. And that's why they'll say, say something like, oh, that makes sense to me. Excuse me? What do you mean it makes sense to you? Like, who are you? That the truth has sense. to be something that I agree with. Isn't it? That's what it is, bro. Most people, if, if we're honest enough with ourselves, even us, bro. Like a lot of times, the the value of truth is literally like, does it really fit with the the schema or the schema the, that I have in myself? So there's an external schema and an internal one, right? So how do you, which one do you adjust? Your internal one or the external one? Right? Most of the time we adjust the external one to fit our predisposed, you know, ideas. Damn. And a lot that's of people deep, don't bro. Right? Mashallah. So, but that's why Islam is submission. Because in the end, you got to, like, Allah will put you on your knees, bro. And literally, I was, like, on my knees. I was, like, I can't do anything anymore. Like, I was depressed. I was crying, you know, uh, in sujood. Like, and it was, like, I can't do more than this, man. I mean, I've written, like, 200 articles, done all these videos. I've responded to everything. And still, why don't I have iman? Why don't I have yaqeen, at least? I mean, where yaqeen is the highest, but... Like, why don't I have Iman, bro? Like, why don't I feel, like, why doesn't my heart feel 
like mutmainin, I like feel at rest, right? And it was because I was probably still trying to, in my attempt, okay, you can answer one question. That's one of my advice to many of the new Muslims. You can answer one, two, three, four, five. At the end, realize that that's it, man. Like it's enough. You don't have to answer 200 because you realize, there's, look, it's a pattern. And one of the things that really got me was that these people are always using different translations of the Quran to fit their argument. And a lot of people don't notice that. But I remember making that realization. And I was like, oh, wait a second. I was like, wait a second. Well, how come you're using this, this translation and this, the other translation? And that was a huge thing. Another thing that helped me with regards to knowledge was when I was able to read Arabic and understand Arabic. Like the Arabic language is so important, bro. So important. Because it just, it was different, man. But a lot of people even make this, I don't want to cut you off, but they also make this argument that the thing about Arabic you said, that like Islam's not a universalized religion. It's not. Because why did Allah choose Arabic? It's not so about that, bro. It's like um, I don't know. It's 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 not that it's it's not that it's not a universal religion, mm. right? It's, it's for everyone. It's for any time, for any place. But to able to understand what it is, Allah did reveal in Arabic. Mm -hmm. So at, then you go to the verse in the Quran where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says what the verse you quoted before. If you don't know, go to those who know. Just ask the the Mashaikh. You know, David Wood gave this verse. He gave this this translation. Um, is this accurate? Let him translate it for you. He'll break down every word. Uh, uh, but but even so, and so on and so forth. Uh, see, that's a very irrational argument. Because had had it been in English, people would like not doubted it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Because why? Because that's like English is like lingua franca, right? Everyone speaks English. I mean, even like the Japanese wouldn't make an argument like, "Oh, why is it in?" <laughs> like they don't do that, right? It's just they don't because English is just at that time Arabic was was powerful, mm. and even if let's say that's not a good argument. It's the modality of seeking the knowledge, the means through it. It's just a means, mm -hmm. be it Arabic or Chinese or whatever it is. It's just a language. It's not. That's not the most important thing, even though it's it helps. But it's the the knowledge behind it, the depth, the the code. I can imagine trying to understand um, physics mm. through, I don't know, art. Oh, it makes no sense. It, and most Muslims are not even bro. Arab, bro. How do you understand yeah. physics through mathematics? Mm, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's the language, man. Mm -hmm. And people will be like, you know, oh, it's not fair. We should understand it through biology. <laughs> you know? It's not like that, man. You know, mm. so it doesn't make sense. It's again, it shows how arrogant some people are. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, come on, are you picking on Arabic? It's like, whatever. It's just a language. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah, I do have my last question. Masrami has something to say. I just, just add one more point. Also, Arabic does a very good job of, of, of delivering the message. Oh, trust Imagine me, trust trying me. to deliver in English. You'd have 20 more David Woods. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Okay. I mean, and, and that argument can be made, of course, that is, uh, the depth of the language is you know, it's, it's just unparalleled. unparalleled yeah, you know? Yeah, people you know, argue it, and so it doesn't matter. Your mm. point doesn't stand. It's just the language. Mm. Okay? Look beyond that. Look how what it brings to you, the information that it brings to you. Mm. Right. I mean, initially, we wanted to start this episode, truth be told, about, you know, a couple of the most common doubts that New Weavers and Muslims have, such as, you know, polygyny, age of Aisha, radiallahu anh, and you name it, bro, all mm. these things you can find online. We will link it in the description, inshallah, we'll make an episode, maybe we won't, I don't know, but I do want to wrap this up with my last question, inshallah, because this was very conducive, nonetheless. What advice do you have to New Weavers, New Muslims that are 
maybe going through this, or maybe they're not. Maybe they're they're running on that midnight oil, bro, that convert zeal. They, they're on cloud nine. They're like, call Allah, call Rasul, bro. They're good, you know? And they think that they're going to be this high forever. Um, be as humble as possible, you know? Be as humble as possible when you enter the faith. Um, seek as much knowledge as possible. And pick a few friends that are around you, that you feel comfortable to talk to if you have issues, like have a social circle. And don't give up. Don't, don't ever give up. You know, develop your iman through these ways, especially knowledge, of course, right? But have that comfortable environment, that social protection. Have some brothers. Like like one, of the, yeah. one of the blessings that I, I mean, I, I was surrounded by good brothers, man, and I'll never forget them, you know? I don't know if they're watching this or not, but I remember the names. Give him a shout out, bro. Uh, yeah, I give a shout out to Assad, to Haris, to Ahmed, to Osman, to Mujib, to Sufyan. Oh my God, to so many others. And Kamal, to all the ones course. that were unnamed Kamal. right now, don't think we forgot you. We see you exactly. Who that? I said to all the ones that we didn't name, yeah, we didn't yeah. name. Listen, come on, man. Like this, this Amazing. guy gave me shahada, right? Like he Mashallah. was always there for me. And you know, Al Amir, all the brothers, man, at the masjid, like. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I was blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have that support. Yeah, I was going through doubts, but, you know, just hanging out with the brothers, going to eat, talking, just mm-hmm. it really, 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 really helped. And had I not had that, I don't know what would have happened. You know, so, yeah. SubhanAllah. That's why I see... That's I the meaning to... of ummah, bro. What's an ummah? Ummah. What's an ummah, man? I used to always wonder that. I was like, and I, I don't, listen, guys, anyone watching that that's Christian, listen, we, we disagree with Christian theology. It doesn't mean we hate Christians or anything like that. We don't, we don't have any type of discrimination or anything like that. Mm. So when I say this, I want y'all to really look into what I'm saying in terms of context. But I look at Christians sometimes and I'm just like, bro, the Trinity makes no sense. It's literally, it's just nonsensical in my opinion, right? But it's okay to have different opinions. But I look at how devoted they are. Oh, they are? I look at how much of a community they have sometimes. They do. And I look at like how sometimes, sometimes, for people, by and large, having a nonsensical ideology but a strong community yields more conviction than having a sensical ideology, but you're the only one there. Mm-hmm. You get me? And a lot of Muslims don't understand this, bro. Mm. SubhanAllah, like, even like me and Anna, bro, we were passing by these, these, these Freemason... Uh, associations <laughs> every time we drive bro they got one door and then they got another door right behind that bro just added protection no one's no one's looking through but subhanallah I think you got that community the community is really important yeah. right so at the end of the day I used to always wonder I was like bro if only they just realized bro the trinity doesn't make sense if only XYZ religion you know they, these people they just realize like it doesn't make sense but it's like, bro, they have that community, they have that blanket, they have that, they have that reassurance, that reinforcement. So maybe they don't need to ask these questions. Whereas someone who has the truth, but they might not have anyone else on their side, they might be really asking these questions, bro. True. And the last but not least, stay off YouTube, man, all these weird videos. You got to be smart. Like, no. Like, don't have the mentality, well, wait, if I'm on the truth, I should be able to answer all these questions. Eh. You have an ad there, you can... There you go, <laughs> cancel, you know? You're canceled. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's not how it works. Just because you're on the truth, 
that, does that mean you're going to know how to answer all the questions, man? Like you're putting yourself, you're jumping into fire. Hmm. Like any person knows, bro. Like, wait a second. You haven't trained for like three months, yeah? You're going to jump in the ring with like a guy who's been training twice a day. He's going to smash on, you, bro. Yeah, no oh, way. but I've trained. I know how to fight. Yeah, you know how to fight. He's going to kick your back, man. Hmm. You know, send him to the hospital. Like it doesn't make sense that you would even put yourself in. No, I got to prove myself. I got heart. I, I'm not saying you don't have heart. I don't, I'm not saying you don't know how to fight. I'm saying you're not ready. Mm. It's like it's like a first grader trying to take like the SATs just to be like, let me see how smart I am. Yeah. Listen, wallahi, bro, this is a personal thing. I came across these YouTubers and they gave me major doubts. No, but no. it's it's because I didn't have that foundation, bro. And I, I recommend anyone, whether it's in a you know the war, like a battle strategy type scenario, intellectual thing, anything, know the enemy, know exactly how they think, know how You're they operate. War, but out of war, but you gotta be <laughs> firmly rooted in your own side first. 100%. A lot of people they don't they don't water their own garden and they're out here concerned about you know the other people. And bro, where do you think that's gonna lead? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not, bro. The other night Rami was doing a live on TikTok. Mashallah. And I had come downstairs. And uh, me and him just joined us, so then it became like the 2, 2 TM. Nice. 2 TM on his TikTok. And um, this one brother was uh, talking to us on there, like you can add people on the stream, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, he, he got on there and he was trying to basically ask about, uh, what was he asking about? You're talking <laughs> about the guy that was like, I, my mom's Baha'i. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. He, was, he basically didn't want to talk to certain people or <laughs> see certain things because he knew they were going to change his mind. Yeah. And I and then it's like me and Rami were like, well, then why are you talking to yeah. why are you talking to Rami? You know, and uh, Rami, you tell this story, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like losing. I'm like, bro, go ahead. You, you said like ninety dollars. Rami just did it. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, long story short. He um he came and he's he's kind of playing the half half game. He's I think he was sincere, but he's like, I came from a Baha'i family, but I'm really pulled to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And then he's asking all these things about Islam, right? And he's like. Uh, it's, it's not condescending. It's almost condescending, but I could tell he's also sincere. It's like it's it's almost as if he came on to try and prove Christianity yeah, is true by disproving Islam, yeah, yeah. Uh, through us. But unfortunately for him, well, very fortunately for him actually, Alhamdulillah, he came to uh, to see that that was that wasn't that case, right? It was not yeah. the case. He was pulled further away from Christianity, a little closer to Islam, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And by the end, we can hear him typing on his keyboard like he's looking things up, and sure, yeah. and then uh, he parted ways, Alhamdulillah, in the end. Bro, and he was um. He was trying to like say that you know Jesus was basically saying this in the Bible, mm. and then uh, Rami was like, "Well, and what basis do you have with that? You know, because the Bible is altered, so you can't really trust what's being said in there." Mm-hmm. And then we brought out this book right there. Let me grab it. Basically, says like what could be true. What was yeah, true yeah, and what we have no idea. Mm-hmm. If show him that book, Rami. Show the show the editor zooming on this, um, but Rami, open it up and show him how it works. All right. So the five gospels is a, is a book by the uh, the Jesus Seminar and a few other New Testament right. scholars. They put in red letters things that Jesus most likely said. They put in pink letters, things he probably said, but it's not as likely as it read. They put in gray letters, things he probably didn't say. And they put in big, bold, black letters, things he definitely did not say. And if you were to flip through the book, you'd find 95% big, bold, black letters. Yeah. And this is from the five gospels. Yeah, the five gospels. And Christians, before you jump on me, I know you don't think the gospel of Thomas is canonical, but some historians still accept it as a historical piece of documentation. So they put it in here. Yeah, but mm-hmm. anyways, he was saying that and he was um he was trying to say that like what Jesus said in the Bible was true. Mm-hmm. And then I asked him, I was like, bro, like 
have you read the Bible? And he hadn't even read the entire Bible no yet. Doubt. And then I, I brought up to him, because he was trying to like bring up the point of how like the Trinity was real. And he, he like as he was saying the example of the Trinity, bro, he just mixed it up. He's like, oh, I, I, you know what? Let me stop because I, I forgot what I was going to say. And that's when I was like, bro. It's really confusing. In, in, in I think it was on Mark. I forgot the chapter, uh -huh. but yeah. in one of the chapters, one of the, you know, the, it's not the ayah because it's not the Quran. Verse, yeah. Verses. Verses, yeah, the verse. In the verse, Jesus, alayhi salam, says, um, when he's asked about the, the final hour, he says that that's no only with the father. father. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know this. And then when I told him that, he's like, where is that? And I, I told him the exact chapter. And when he, he got the chapter, he read it out loud. And it's just like, man, like mm -hmm. some people, man, like. For real. I don't want to stray too much because everything always leads to these damn Christians, bro. But we have love for the Christian community. And we have so much love that not only do we just keep our mouths shut, we have something to say because we want y'all to open your eyes. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very gentle reminder to ourselves too, as Muslims to know your religion too. You know, everyone know you. I was I was talking with Anhel a couple of days ago, and I want to end on this point. We have a friend that's kind of struggling with Islam, right? And we were talking about him and and kind of you know what they can do and all this. And this one time, I picked up the Quran. You know, when we were talking, and I picked up the Quran. And Subhanallah, you know how you talk about these spiritual you know encounters and experiences. The first ayah that came to me, I forgot which surah it was, but it literally said, "Allah says, oh believers, do you not realize that?" If I had wanted to, I could have made everyone a believer. Sure. If I really yes. wanted to, I could have easily made everyone a Muslim. Yeah. yeah. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And with that being said, that was very, <laughs> that was very sexual, bro. <laughs> was it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. And, and with that being said, guys, if you want to support the Dawah, inshallah, links in the description for Gabriel Romani. Support the Dawah, support the movement. He's doing wonderful work, inshallah. Subscribe, like, comment, share with the Ikhwan. And if you know a new revert or an old revert or just any new revert, new Muslim, anyone struggling with Islam, going through the ups and downs, which is normal, send them this video, inshallah, and stay tuned, inshallah, for more episodes. Uh, next episode is Does Size Matter? If you think I'm joking, if you think I'm joking, wallahi, just wait, all right? You're, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Right. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adab and nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Boom.